Ticats this week. Welcome to Ticats this week. I'm RJ Broadhead along with Luke Tasker, the busiest guy on the Ticats audio network. Maybe tied with Louis B, but <laughs> in twos and the Coach O Show, really loving all the content, Luke. So if you if you want to know anything about the Ticats, go to the Ticats audio network and uh, so much great information on the team and he up the game on Friday against Montreal after the bye week. Look, what was it like after after a bye week coming back and maybe give us a sense of the of the team, maybe rejuvenated, remotivated? Yep. The bye week was timely for the Ticats this year. I remember <clears throat> times throughout my career where that bye week comes at a moment after some hardship uh the two losses are not the way that you that you write it up to start the season that's timely physically you think it's early in the year so maybe you're not all that banged up that's not always the case sometimes you're at your physical uh, a physical low point after training camp because it's so demanding and that and football in general but the cfl especially has come a long way in player safety and not just safety as far as concussions, things like that, although that's been a big part of it, but just the wear and tear, soft in, soft tissue injury prevention. So training camp's not what it used to be, but still sometimes early in the season, you're already struggling with something. So that was that's timely in that sense. But after the two losses, it really, really helps to take a second and to get away from the game, to rest emotionally and mentally as well and to get back sort of that positive energy and to approach the game new when you hit the ground running after a loss and you have to go right back into meetings into day one sometimes that negativity can build in your uh, you know just in, inside the helmet inside of a locker room i think that this is going to be timely for a lot of the guys on tie cats uh it's a line in the sand there's still a lot of football to be played and now you get to just go sort of sort of redesign what you're going to be uh this season number of times throughout my career I, I looked back at the end of the season and saw a bye week and it and now at times we had three bye weeks and at the end of my career we had three bye weeks in the season but you look back and you see wow things kind of changed for me at that time I started playing better I started being more relaxed on the field hopefully that's going to be what a lot of the players recognize and see in this bye week all right. Well, let's focus on the on the game, and there's tons of changes. the The biggest one is is at quarterback, uh, Jeremiah Masoli, a little bit banged up. He's uh, got a, a rib issue, so Dane Evans goes in. And what are your thoughts on on Dane Evans? He's got a terrific record. He's won five in a row. If you go back to 2019, so there has to be a bit of confidence. But this is really his opportunity now to get the Tie Cats going offensively. Yep, and it's very 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 different to take over a team uh, when, 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 a, when a whole turnaround is needed, right, than to come in to a team that was really playing really well like Dane did, uh, like Dane was, was uh, able to do last year. Uh, that said, this is not the story of a young quarterback coming in, right? I mean, he has valuable, valuable experience. I mean, he, he is a, a veteran CFL player and, and uh, to the to the point of having having already been in his first great cup. Um, here's what I know about Dane from my own playing experience with him. You can see the the that type of quarterback where coming in, 
pressures the pressure is on to turn something around and that's not always the best place to play football from it's really not that really lends itself to forcing plays and especially at the quarterback position you can't we've all seen it a thousand times you cannot force as a quarterback it's not the way it's not the way that that position was designed to be played when you force you turn the ball over when you force you do too much in the pocket and you and you fumble the ball it's a bad place to play from so they're the he's not going to be able to take the pressure off himself the pressure's there it's a there's a lot going on in this early part of the season for the tie cats and it is time to start winning games the pressure is going to be there but this is what i know about dane from having played with him he is not the kind of guy who lets mistakes compound on each other so you've seen quarterbacks come in and when when you start to force it then it goes wrong and then it starts to go really wrong and then you try to force it harder and it goes really 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 wrong you know you, we've seen that on you know you, you, we've watched that happen and it's just it's hard to see and you wish it wasn't the case but you but it makes but it's you, it makes sense it's the hardest position in sports is playing quarterback at the professional level and there's so many decisions to make in between every single uh snap to whistle they've got to make so many decisions as the game goes on and if you if that pressure builds and you and you the one mistake happens, the worst thing that you can do, but a hard thing to overcome, is to not let those mistakes build on each other. Dane he does not do that. I don't know. He's got a great way about him where if something happens in the game and something goes wrong, he can level. He can get the pendulum back to center real real quick. He levels himself out and he allows himself to not then have a higher probability to make another mistake. That's expert. That's that's greatness, and he is good at that. And so, it is a new team. He's not going to be able to. He doesn't take over uh, on an already winning record. There's a lot of things that have to get turned around. But I do think we're going to see good play out of Dane in the fourth quarter of, of this game. As the game progresses on, we're not going to see a meltdown. I don't. I, I would be. I would be shocked. He's level headed. He'll be out. He'll get out there and and. The inevitable thing, Jeff Reinbold, the only thing guaranteed in football is adversity. That's 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 a known fact. We know that we're going to get adversity. But Dane, Dane will continue to make good plays as the game progresses. Well, that, that's great information on, on Dane Evans. And, and let's hope he can – things around that win because when you – Tiger Cats are are right back in the mix, so it's it's not dire straits by any means, and and an undefeated season is extremely unlikely, if not impossible. So two tough places to play. Montreal is going to be another tough place to play. It's another home opener for the Tiger Cats. Uh, how challenging is that as an opposition player to wind up playing in all these home openers where the fans are fired up, the team's fired up? Yeah, it's not that's not ideal, you know. But it, the the three away games to start is just not ideal. It it really isn't. And and you know, Coach O's Coach O's thing is we get to uh, not got to right. We get to go do this, and you get to go play a game. You get a chance to win uh, a, a divisional opponent. Uh, you get a go chance to beat them in their home home opener. It's a great opportunity. Interestingly, Montreal it actually is something of a tough place to play at. I would say um, I always loved going to Toronto and it's not just about fanship. Uh, you know, that, that there's a, there's a mix of that across the leagues. And so, sometimes, sometimes having a packed stadium isn't all that, that it's, that it's uh, said to be when you're on, when you're on the road, it's more a level of a level of 
comfort. And I, I don't know that Montreal's, it's got a jam packed, tight little locker room. You're in a dungeon on, under the stadium right there. You walk across the track. Sidelines are tight. Uh, you get hot weather at times. Uh, I always remember playing in sort of an uncomfortable sun at Montreal. I don't know. There's, there's, there's just a level of, you really feel like an enemy when you're there and you are, of course, but that's not totally the way with, with every stadium across the league. Um, like I said, I always enjoyed playing in Toronto. Even Ottawa has, there, there's something about that. I always, I felt like I played good for me personally. And again, I bet every player would have a different take on, on each stadium really. And it really comes, if you made a bunch of good plays there in a game, you sort of hold that stadium in a, in a little better light. It's a personal thing. Uh, Mon- Montreal was not my favorite though. I did. I've made probably my best catch ever of my whole career at Montreal, but that still, I, 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 it's not my favorite place to play. It is a tough place to win the game. Um, I, I think that if, if the Ticats do come away with a win, that could be a really, really key catalyst to, to, to make some, to some deep changes as the season progresses here. Luke, you got to tell us about the catch. Give us the scenario. You're great at color commentating during the game, so give us some commentary on that. <laughs> oh, RJ Broadhead would have lost his mind if he was calling this game. <laughs> no, it was so. Actually, it was funny because it was. I played with a bunch of great quarterbacks, and and one of the one of my best friends of all of uh, for my whole life is Jeff Matthews because we played at Cornell together, and then at the Ticats, and he was starting this game. We did end up winning the game, uh, but somewhere in the second half. He threw me a, I was a, it was a fade from the slot and he threw it way outside and I sort of faded away from it and caught it sort of behind myself over my shoulder. Just, it was spectacular. And we did win the game. Jeff Matthews actually almost bit his tongue in half that game. He got, he got hit in such a way that he, that he, it was, it was brutal, but uh, <laughs> it was wow. a, it was a tough, tough, hard fought uh, game and a win in Montreal it was great. Andy Fantuz scored a touchdown in that game as well, actually. Taskin twos, Ticats Audio Network. <laughs> That's it. So Montreal is really good. Through two games, they're basically a couple inches away from being two and zero. They were just stopped short of the goal line against Calgary in their last game. But Vernon Adams Jr. he leads the the league in pass attempts over twenty yards. So he can stretch out a defense. They've got William who's the second leading rusher, averaging ninety seven yards per game. Their special teams is great. Now, the Tiger Cats will have some changes defensively. Jagera Davis wound up violating league health and safety protocols. It was unintentional, but there's, there's no warning. He'll be out for this week. Tiger Cats expect him to be out just this week. Malik Carney will be in for him, but Ted Laurent should be back. Kerry Albrooks, Tunde Adelike. So there are some differences on the defense, but some regular starters back in, and they'll be tested against Montreal. Yeah, I do think it is sort of a vicious threat, right? Their run game is actually they're they're putting up some substantial production, and then like you said, Vernon Adams Jr. is leading the league in explosive pass plays. So that's that's a nasty combination there. But it is hard to all day long continue to throw down the field. It really is. If they can be a little bit stout up front, that was the problem week one in Winnipeg, right? We, we the, the the run defense really. Uh, struggled to put them into a difficult second down situation. I think if you if you force any team, no matter how of a quarter to second nine, second and ten all day, that can that can absolutely wear them down. I will be interested to see the uh, the kicking game and how that how that progresses. I, I 
do think that one of the one of the the, the, the part of the game that benefits uh, greatly from a bye week is the kicking game. I think on offense you have a tendency to or a, a natural understanding that you know overthinking is sort of the enemy of production. You know you don't want to do that. You don't want to do a go to a bye week and have twi- all of a sudden come out with twice as many concepts or you rest and you get and you get right the things you were doing wrong. On special teams though, that extra week really does allow for some for some additional scheming some some interesting concepts potentially some some you know trickery around the field i love seeing that and i would be i'll, I'll be i'll be very pleased to see the tie cats come out and get a what i would call what i can call a win in the kicking game we'll see um 100% the defensive changeups not that i don't think the tie cats defense has, has been playing horrible this season not by any means but we'll see if they if they can tighten things down it will hurt to have uh, jg out of the lineup um next man up mentality i if we can if they can if they can get some some good defense against the run i think that's going to be go a long ways for the for a win you brought up the kicking game and that's interesting too because michael demaglia comes in and he was known as iron leg in his time with carlton so he's he's a rookie he's getting his first taste uh, the Magala, obviously, it's going to be uh, um, a nervous time, I'm sure, when he gets an opportunity. But the key will be getting an opportunity. The Tiger Cats just, Taylor Bertolette only had two chances, and both were 50-plus yards. So they need to give the Magala an opportunity here to excel in, in his first game and maybe put some points up. Absolutely. I think it, you know, having that mentality of at least three, when you start to get close to that center field line, as you march down the field, you can't just, when you're, when you're way backed up, you're not thinking about a touchdown yet. All you're thinking about is one first down. And as you progress down the field and you're getting close to crossing into that center field territory, that at least three mentality, it's a must to to get some points on the board to make it show at least a little bit for your, uh, on the scoreboard for the effort that you've put on there if we can get into a winning field goal situation so that not everything is, you know, 50 plus yards, that's not an easy place for a young kicker to be in at all. So what, what's your sense going into the game? Just we'll wrap with this, Luke. Uh, it's need a win. We saw Edmonton and Calgary. They were in situations where they needed to win. They played desperate football. They got those wins. So the Tiger Cats, the only team right now without a victory, are we going to see that desperate football from them on Friday? As far as the the effort, the execution goes, yes, I think so. But mentally, in, in inside the helmet, I don't know if the desperation is where the, is where a player wants to be right now. It goes back to that quarterback conversation. You go out and you do your job as best you can, and then you drop it and you go next play. In 2014, now granted, the 14 games this year changes a lot of things, but in 2014 – the Ticats started off with two losses, a bye week, and then lost again after the bye week to then start changing some things around and, and making a really great end stretch to the Grey Cup. I think to, to have the mindset that if we lose, I think that can be a little bit of a dangerous territory, but there is no way around it. A win here, which also means a loss for a divisional opponent, right? That Eastern Eastern matchup is a you know almost counts as two two points right two games no doubt about it this would be a great way 
to start to draw a line in the sand, like I've said, and, and begin the, re the, the, the rest of this season uh, in the right way. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's the first East Division versus East Division game in the in the CFL this crazy. season. So you're right, Luke. It's going to be very, very important. Yeah. Awesome job. Looking forward to calling the game with you on Friday. All right, RJ. Good stuff. I'll see you there. Okay, so the pregame show, uh, Louis B. and Andy Fantuz will, will have that. Kickoffs at 7.30 on Ticats Audio Network. Tiger Cats, Montreal. That was uh, Ticats this week. Looking forward to the game.